and welcome to the LMT Fitness Podcast. I'm Lindsay and I'm the coach at LMT Fitness and I'm joined by the wonderful Nina today and Nina is the menopause health coach and I was super keen to get Nina on because if you've listened to some of the, the previous episodes of my podcast then you'll know that I'm very much all about health, fitness, well-being, the whole sort of holistic approach. And menopause is something that pretty much half of the world population will go through. So it's such a, an important topic and it can be a time where, you know, we go through quite a lot of change and things like that and it can feel quite a scary time. So I wanted to invite Nina on so that we could have a bit of a chat and maybe debunk some of the scariness around it and open up the conversation around about it. So, Nina, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Hi. No, thank you, Lindsay, for having me on. I'm really excited about this. Love a, love a little chat about menopause and mm. making it less taboo than it is. But yeah, so um, I'm the menopause health coach and I help women who are going through perimenopause and menopause and the full kind of transition of menopause um, manage their symptoms through a holistic approach. So looking at their whole life through their nutrition, their movement and their lifestyle and just giving them very easy, small changes, small add-ins that they can include in their life to improve um, their how they feel and also to educate them about the menopause because I think it's become a very big buzzword at the moment it's in the press quite a lot especially in the UK and more and more in the US um and just I think everybody's like oh you know it's perimenopause menopause but people don't know the basics and I still think that women are having these symptoms from whichever age they start having their symptoms and it can be quite early and they just don't know what's going on. And it's good to get the word out there, get women educated. So basically that's what I do. I help women get the knowledge they need and also help them um, with ways that they can improve their situation and also not let it be this scary thing, not let it be this kind of depressed time that it is made out to be that you have to be having an awful time with your menopause. Sometimes you don't have to have it. So yeah. That's yeah the whole thing no as it's and I think like you know even so I mean even from when I was young sort of growing up you know it was always no one spoke about it and it was always this sort of you know you'd heard the change but that's it and you knew someone got hot flashes or hot flushes but really that was it it was sort of nobody really spoke about it outside of of that yeah but I think, like as we learned like you say it's really became a bit of a buzzword but it's so interesting to learn about you know the different symptoms but also different ways of managing it and the fact that there really are things that you can do to help Mm. to help you make you feel better because it can be quite a a scary time and it's not necessarily something that you really think that much about until it's sort of on the horizon so I love the fact that yeah more people are are talking about it and there's I know you touched on there, so perimenopause. So what is the what are the stages, like the official stages of the sort of menopause journey? 
Yeah, so, it, you know, the menopause, it, it happens when your ovaries no longer are producing eggs. And it's a result also of your hormone levels dropping. So you're losing hormones. Three of them major ones are estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 there is a really gradual stage in life. So the first stage is the perimenopause. So um, this is when you start experiencing changes due to your hormones dropping. And they could be so gradual that you actually don't realize that, you know, it's not like when you get this, this is what is happening. It's so mm. gradual and it's so different for all women um, at this stage. So it's the time before your period stops, mm -hmm. but it can go on for 10 years in some women, or it can be a few months or it can be a year. And so it's, it's an unknown quantity. And that's the reason why I think a lot of people are set are settling on this perimenopause because so many women are affected by it and you don't realize because there's just not a one size fits all thing that this will happen to you and then it will go on to be this yeah. and so the menopause is the next stage which actually only lasts one day because it's the day that you haven't had a period for 12 months and so at that point one day uh -huh. and the next day you're postmenopausal. So it's it's funny how it's become this menopause where actually that is one day. So it's almost should just be the whole thing is the menopause rather than yeah. it being these three stages. So, yeah. And um, and so after that one day, you can carry on experiencing the symptoms in exactly the same way. But then some women, the symptoms become a little bit better or they're not so um you know they don't get affected so badly by it or you can get new symptoms as well because your hormones are literally going up and down up and down up and down all the time so that's another thing it's very hard to diagnose it by yeah. things like blood tests urine tests all these tests that are being sold to women you know it's really you yourself who can help find out are you going through this time in life and for working with doctors to discuss this and being open about it because the blood test one day you'll I mean if you, if you did your blood test morning afternoon evening it would come up with a different reading mm, yeah because of your hormones are just going like a roller coaster all day or one day you'll be you'll probably detect, oh yeah, your hormones are really low. And then the next day they're kind of high again. So it, that's why the, all the symptoms are different. And one day you will have hot flushes and one day you won't, or, you know, one day you'll have brain fog or one day you won't, you know, it's, it's such, it's never a consistent mm -hmm. um, symptom. It's kind of interchangeable. Yeah. And what, so I know that obviously, you know, there's no, there's no age that you can say, right, this is what is going to, this is what, when you're going to start experiencing this, or this is when it's yeah. going to happen. But what's the sort of age, the sort of average age range that we're looking at? If someone was listening to this and they're maybe, you know, 30 years old mm. um, and think, you know, it's not something I've thought about or anything like that. You know, is there a, an, an age range where you could, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking if you do start to experience maybe certain things and you think, you know, could it maybe be a bit of a light bulb moment when you see, you know, maybe this is what's going on? Yeah, I'd say I, they say that the average age is 41. Mm -hmm. But I would say that 
any women, you know, from the ages of possibly 35 upwards Mm -hmm. should have it on their radar. And just because there will be changes at that point. And then from the age of 40 upwards, I would say that's when you'll start. Things will start changing. And especially I noticed it. And more and more women are, you know, who are kind of from four, between 40 and 45 are who I speak to are having these symptoms, but are being told you're far too young. This happens from 45 to 55, let's say. And also it's a, you know, it's that awful stigma of you, you know, I know that when I turned 40, I didn't think I was old at all, but I think the menopause has this stigma of old and past yeah. it. And um, because in the olden days, it, it kind of was, and we lived less time. And so you were getting to the end of your life, whereas now it's not at all. So I would say 41 is your, your kind of goal age that you're thinking okay from now but I would you know it's kind of keeping your eye on it from around 35 but I would say from 40 onwards that's pretty much when you will be experiencing differences in your body in your mind in just your well-being really that's when the changes happen yeah, do you know that's it's such an interesting way to think about it as well. That yeah, I suppose you know in years gone by, like way back when, it was sort of typically this is the, you know that that sort of age range is yeah. you know getting to the end of your life. But you know nowadays, for a lot of people, a lot of women particularly if they've been working hard for careers and things, that's when you know thirties they decide right, will I have a family? Will I not? These are all things that yeah. sort of come into mind then, but. Yes, I suppose it's reassuring to hear as well because you do. So I mean, so I'm 37 and it has, I would say it's been on my radar for the last few years, just sort of, and I wouldn't say, um, you you know, not that I'm aware of experiencing anything, but, you know, I've sort of heard the word a bit more now and and I've listened a bit more because I've thought, you know, potentially it's not, it's not far away either. So um, that's why it's, yeah, like I said before, I really like the the conversations that are being had around it more because it can be so helpful. And that's also to think that, you know, women are being sent away when they're going to ask for help. It's, yeah. you know, it's not, yeah. it's not good because like when we think back to, you know, your initial sort of stage when you're in your early, you know, maybe mid to late, mid to late teens, when you go through changes, hormonal changes and mm. things, you know, your brain was just like, what the hell is happening here? So it's, hormones are powerful, like they're so powerful. And it's, I suppose, just the other scale then, you know, and this, you know, hormones again are are, are responsible for all these can be weird and wacky symptoms that you're feeling. I know they're they're little powerhouses and they do run our bodies, you know, they're, they're in everything. So, and they are linked to everything. And, um, and, you know, it's, it's a funny thing women's kind of reproductive health is such a taboo subject no matter what I mean even as teenagers or through our lives where we do have periods you know I mean how many times have we kind of hidden a tampax in our hand and run off to up, up our sleeves and run off to the loo it's like this happens to every single woman yeah. in the world yeah. no matter what you know it's the same with the menopause every single woman in the world will go through this 
yeah. at whatever stage or for whatever reason, they will go through this. And the fact that it's not known about is or not talked about, let's say, or, you know, I would say also not known about is quite frightening because it is some for some women. It's frightening, you know, because yeah. their whole lives will be changed by this, their home life, their work life. Women are leaving work because of it. Um, women are getting divorced because of it, because they don't know what's happening. And, that you know, they think they're going crazy. Their husbands think they're going crazy or their wives are thinking they're going crazy, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so it's it's this thing where now talking about it is helping so many people yep. um, understand the, you know, what it is and what's what could actually be happening to them. And if this is the, you know, this is the reason that X, Y, Z is happening. Yeah. Just to think then, so like sort of common, I mean, again, and it's, you know, we're saying this, we're discussing it on the podcast here, but it's every journey is individual and, you know, there's some people can breeze through it and some people it can be, yeah, like you say, life changing for them. But what are sort of common symptoms you know people that you work with that you come across you know symptoms that you're aware of things like that mm. just in case in case again like I said in case someone's listening and they think oh, yeah that's happening to me yeah. so the the main ones I would say the main ones that are out there are things like hot flushes so this is kind of when you're you suddenly get this rage of heat coming through your body and it stays for a couple of minutes maybe and then it dissipates, which then also another link to that is night sweat. So you wake up in the night and I mean, you can either be, which is a symptom I had, you're just quite hot. But then other women are drenched to the point where they have to take their, their night clothes off um, and they have to change the sheets and it affecting their husband who or wife who is lying next to them because they're like oh god what the hell's going on there mm-hmm. you know there are things with your mental health like anxiety all of a sudden overwhelm depression and low mood which then can affect you in the way you feel about yourself and the way that you're dealing with these changes and then you know um rages which is the joke um you know everybody jokes about you know she's she's gone crazy she keeps screaming at us or whatever there's no kind of control over your anger and rage and the way you feel inside sometimes it'll come out of you sometimes it's internal um and things like brain fog where you just can't remember anything you're you know you can't recall anything your concentration is all off you can't stick to some something you're kind of distracted very easily um, and then to do with the night sweats, sleep is a massive, massive mm-hmm. issue because women can't fall asleep. Once they get into bed, they're kind of finding it hard to fall asleep. Then they wake up multiple times in the night. And if anybody listening has had a child, it's almost like having a kid again, a baby, because your your sleep is totally and utterly messed with. And then waking up and not being able to fall back to sleep is another one um, within that sleep realm or just and when you wake up the weirdest part of it is it's not at any old time of night it's literally I I had it where it was 3 14 at night consecutively Mm -hmm. and I was like this is so weird if I had to go get a flight 
and I had to wake up at 3.14 and I'm like, bing! And you're literally, bang, you're awake and that's it. And then the other part of that is also you're consistently waking up at, say, five in the morning and that's it, you're up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's on a, the inability to fall back to sleep because your hormones have woken you up. They've they've peaked, um, you know, that that kind of thing. And then other things are your muscles and your bones, you're aching. It's like you have aged by 50 years overnight you literally you're kind of that awful creaking up and then oh trying to get up you know pushing yourself up that you hear older people doing Mm. um you know so they're the kind of main ones that are bit you know that are always talked about but there's so many other ones you know other things like low sex drive so this is the other thing that's affecting married couples or Mm -hmm. people who are with each other with partners they you know have absolutely no interest in it at all you know it's just fallen off the radar don't want it but also which is linked to things like the weight gain that you also um experience because the you know your body is you're not really in control of the weight gain and you seem to have weight gain around in the areas you've never had it like if you've never had a problem with weight gain around your middle that's the main um you know what that women find happens to them is that they gain weight around their middle and that's to do with the hormones and the cortisol in your body that's affected and it it all holds holds the weight around there and you know the kind of the muffin top um situation happens and it's you know and it's funny how they're all just linked because if you put on weight you you know your mood is a bit low you get a little bit depressed but you also don't want to be sexual with your with your partner because you're a bit like oh, I feel revolting kind of thing and you know it's it's all of that kind of it's all interlinked in a way but and as we were saying you know this isn't a one-size-fits-all thing you know yeah. it, all these you know these main symptoms are discussed but then you find women who have these other you know some women lose a load of weight some women have no depression whatsoever no anxiety and no problem with sleeping they'll just maybe have one thing but that might be the thing that really isn't working for them they they can't live with it or you know all that kind of stuff so there's a lot of things and because your hormones are so they work every single cell in your body your whole body is affected by this yeah in every way shape or form yeah. so it's, it is a it's a it's a full body experience I would say it's not just you know these kind of well-known possibly I would say 10 things that are quite well known and then there are little offshoots of them and it's only through talking that people are like maybe that's linked or maybe this is you know oh, okay you know so it's they say there's 48 symptoms that are, are known mm-hmm. with the menopause but I would say there's more because there's so many different, you know, kind of little offshoots that are linked. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And I think like that as well, it's one of those, like you say, you can have all of the symptoms. Yeah. You, you can have one symptom that leads to another, or you can pretty much have nothing. So it's the yeah. it's the unknown of it as well, I suppose, that's, uh, yeah, probably you're... You, you know, as you get closer to that age, maybe more anxious about because you're thinking, oh, you know, I hope my journey goes goes smoothly. And yes, I think I think that's another thing that 
it's funny kind of having you know being involved in these communities a lot of women and I think there's been a bit of backlash backlash in the press with certain journalists who've turned around and gone you know you're actually now making this something which people are anxious about it happening so you know part of what isn't being um you know people are dealing with women within that space and within that transition but actually getting this the word out to women who aren't in it and who are coming up to it so people your age and you know in their early 30s towards that just to say look this isn't a bad thing it doesn't have to be a bad thing and it can be you know, it's almost like a positive thing because you're getting a new, almost a new start in life and then you can yeah. change your life for the better and manage it and also give you the incentive to keep your health at its optimum before all this happens because that could help you at the later stage in life, but not just with your menopause, but also your bone health, your muscle health, your cardiovascular health. Yeah. That's all very much linked to the menopause and can be worse, you know, that can be something that is worse for you to not look after than your menopause symptoms because they're affecting you later on in life. Your, you know, your bone health for osteoporosis and breaking bones, your muscles, to, you know, for your, basically your movement and then your cardiovascular health is huge. I think it's one of the, highest death rates in women is is cardiovascular health mm. and it's linked to the menopause so having that kind of um that ha you know being looked after like prevention is better than cure and if we yeah. prevent this from happening it's you know it's 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 only can only be good for women yeah no definitely and i mean and i am like one of the world's biggest advocates for strength training and for yeah. exercise for yes physical health but from you know the the well-being aspect of it as well um mm. and it's something so i mean i've worked with menopausal clients as well um and it's something that we were actually discussing this just before we we record we recorded this podcast where particularly this sort of time we're in now you know a lot of women who are in you know in the, the menopause stage um or you know just coming up to it you're still in the sort of tail end of the zero carbs size zero like mm. eat yeah. half a grapefruit for breakfast type you know that was the the nonsense that we were fed like yeah. you know, when we were growing up so when you know if you've sort of went through your life and you've not exercised you've not focused on eating for your health and then all of a sudden this menopause comes out of nowhere and you're not expecting it and like you say you know you get the weight gain um you start thinking about ways you can exercise it can be quite easy to sort of default back to what you know so yeah. that might be something like one of these fads that you read about 20 years yeah. ago yeah. but it's so important now to really understand that there are so many things that can really benefit mm. and I'm not saying it's not to take away from the fact that some people's symptoms will be brutal and will be horrendous but there's so many things that you can really do to make it yeah. you know 
more of a journey that you can sort of style yourself and that's something that I've tried with my own clients that have been through been in the menopause is to strip it right back like go back to the drawing board and think what do I want out of life here because your life is not anywhere near over you know this is just like you say a whole new exciting Mm -hmm. stage but it's really a great time I think to like strip back and address what do I value what do mm-hmm. I want in my life? What do I really enjoy? And then design your life for yep. to, for that. And it's something, yeah, it can be really yeah. exciting. And like we've touched on there, exercise and diet. What sort of other things or, you know, specifically with them, can you recommend that people can do that that helps yeah. during the journey? I mean, you know, the awful, the awful thing is, is as you've just said, you know, with, we were in a diet culture and our diet culture was low fat, low carb, mm. no fat, you know, which, but then our bodies have become more, you know, kind of the menopause women's bodies have been, been so used to having these fads thrown at them that they're actually fighting back in a way because they're like, no, I need, we need, you know, to keep this, you know, we need to look after you. So you not eating, your body will, resist that and your body will turn against you and not lose the weight even if you have you know a lettuce leaf in the day you know that kind of thing it doesn't want to work that way so the crazy thing about this is there are no magic pills there are no fad diets there are no juice cleanses there are no detoxes that are going to work long term they may give you the greatest results in seven days where you're like wow I've just lost X pounds. But for you, for me and for the people that I speak to and have worked with, I always say, look, this is forever. This isn't now. This is about you, your whole life and what you, how you want to live it and not to restrict yourself, not to think, oh, I can't go to that because I can't, I can't eat X, Y, Z. Yeah. So my approach is incredibly simple and it has brought results and people who I've worked with are just like, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, eating whole foods, meaning eating vegetables, eating fruit. It's not the devil fruit. You know, you can eat a <laughs> banana. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, eating, if you are eating meat, to eat meat and try and eat the best you can, but it's not going to hurt you not to eat organic all the time. You know, people can't afford that at the yeah. moment. Well, these days or in general, you can't make it elitist and, you know, eating fish, eating, um, you know, pulses. So things like chickpeas and things like that, um, you know, and if you are vegetarian and vegan, making sure you are eating you're getting things like b12 supplements in you because you're not eating meat you're not getting enough of that but also protein is a massive thing for women in menopause because eating enough protein will then you know it's it's feeding your your muscles it's feeding your bones it is for cognitive health it just is it's the powerhouse in all the whole of your diet adding fiber into your diet as well because you know fiber helps to you know with your food with the way you digest your food and it you know keeps you regular mm-hmm. um which 
is only good for your health. Good fats, you know, don't be afraid of fat. We've been afraid of fat for too long. And, you know, things like adding olive oils into your diet, adding avocados into your diet, not going crazy with it, but, you know, it's all about, you know, being sensible and keeping it really simple. And then, you know, things like movement, just moving in the day. I think we're all sitting at our desk. I mean, at this present moment in time, I've sat at my desk for about two hours. So, um, but moving throughout the day. So just getting up, you know, and, and thinking, you know, getting outside, amazing for your, you know, mental health, just to be outside and to have actually gone outside and actually done something. And even if it's, you know, while you're sitting watching TV and binging on something, on Netflix or whatever, get up and do a few squats. You know, it's, you know, it's, and also with your, um, you know, you, you're about strength training. You know, having a set of weights in your kitchen where you probably spend most of your time and just having a little routine of, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, you don't have to have enormous weights. Just have them to the side where you know you can see them. It just reminds you each day all right, I'll do that. So I'll do a few kind of, you know, arm raises or bicep curls and things like that. Create your own routine that you want to do. Because I always think telling people to do something, okay, that's fine. We can both tell people to do something. But if you don't want to do it, you're never going to do it. Yeah. And also it's how much time you have. So if you only have 15 minutes, then do something in 15 minutes that you want to do because doing something you don't want to do is a pain. It's a chore. You don't go, you're not going to enjoy it. So it's not sustainable. So it's like the food, make food that's tasty, that's going to be sustainable, but that's really nourishing your body and getting those nutrients in. So your body's firing on all cylinders, which will then have this knock on effect to help you with your sleep, with your stress, with the way you live your life and um, I think it is it's a whole it's a holistic approach which is it's a whole life and body approach rather than one thing only do this and that's going to sort it all out it's never going to sort it all out I think doing everything that makes your life as a whole work is going to help with all of this so and with menopause it's the same thing. It's not a one size fits all thing. So you can't be told, right, if you eat X, Y, Z every day and you do this exercise and you do this for your sleep, that's going to work. It's not. We all know that what well, we don't know because we've been told that we've sold these plans and things. Whereas if you look at each individual, you ask a lot of questions. How do they live their life? How does your family live your life? What's your food shop like? How, you know, can you do this? What time in the day have you got to do something? Um, it's looking at it like that, that's going to help with your symptoms, with your life from now until you know, before, during and after this yeah. transitional stage. And um, I think the narrative has to change, but it's gonna take a lot because it is so ingrained in us, mm. how we look at, at our whole well-being yeah because I think like that again going back to you know a sort of generational thing where you know maybe you thought oh lifting weights and 
eating all the protein it's just for these like muscle men with the nipple sharps out and yeah. it's like that I understand where you know if that is what sort of good if I say to you you know bodybuilding and protein that is what comes to mind so I, I get it but you know just knowing that to exercise doesn't have to mean killing yourself for half an hour on a treadmill like I would burst into tears like it's the most boring thing ever but lifting weights and eating a high protein diet or you know making sure you get enough adequate protein in there is going to really massively benefit you because I think we touched on it there you know again it's not a nice thought but as soon as you sort of hit 30 bone density decreases muscle mass starts to decrease and it's the, the younger you start the easier it is to build and then maintain all the way through later life and you know when you see these you know we frail old people and again you know there's so many health factors that can contribute to that but mm. you can really massively reduce your chances of becoming one of these frail old people that you know is then susceptible to breaks and falls and slips and trips if you really look after yourself now mm. and the weightlifting doesn't have to be knocking back protein shakes, you know, like pumping iron till like your eyeballs are popping. It can be something much more enjoyable yeah. that yeah, you yeah. can do. And, you know, particularly in menopause, you know, you can find that maybe intensity of exercise can be a bit too much. So say, you know, when you were in your 20s and you could you know, sprint this instance and do all these hip workouts and everything's fine. It might be too much for you when, you know, when you're going through the menopause, but it doesn't mean that's your like flag to sit down and do nothing. It just means lower the intensity, but it's so, so, so beneficial to you. And like, make it something you enjoy as well. So what you touched on there about, you know, enjoying it again, if you don't enjoy one type of exercise, don't do it like do something else mm. make it a time where you decide right I'm going to start hiking yeah choose a hill and get up there like or I'm going to start canoeing or yeah. whatever this it is, is like yeah I think I think that's another thing that I I say to people you know it's not don't call it exercise yeah because exercise is 30 45 60 minute watching somebody else do it or going to a class and you know it's moving is hugely important and I think there is that huge pressure you know it's like oh everybody's got a pet you know everybody wants to do peloton or everybody's doing this at the moment or everybody's doing that and the thing is I found that I used you know I you would do high intensity and would almost be slightly proud of myself that I literally hadn't puked by the end of it because I was, you know, being pushed so hard. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, sweating and, you know, oh God, rack, feeling you know, like cheese. But also I then ended up eating more yeah. because I was like, I am ravenous. So yeah. it, was, it was counterproductive for me mm-hmm. and I've lowered it so much. And I have to say, I've never felt better. I've never enjoyed working out so much working out moving so much um and it's you know it's so many factors within that that need to be kind of changed and it's not just you know exercise isn't just about doing an exercise class Mm -hmm. it's what you find is the exercise for you 
And if it is working with, you know, working with the trainer is amazing because you are being told what to do or going to the gym is great, but you have to enjoy it because we've all done those exercise classes when we're like, what are we doing? Or, you know, <laughs> you've been on a treadmill or on those bloody step things. Yeah. And, um, and you're like, what am I doing? No. You know, this is so boring. And you end up reading a bloody magazine on it. So you're not really doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. um, so yeah. Um, it's yeah, I, I do think, and it's, you know, it's not just about movement, it's not just about diet. Your lifestyle, your mm. general lifestyle has a massive factor, you know, your work, stress, if you've got family work stress, if you've got work stress, you know. I mean, the obvious things like smoking, not a great idea. Yeah. Booze, you know, unfortunately in menopause, you just can't handle it anymore. You know, I don't know whether it's things related to the sugar in it, but it just affects everything. I mean, it affects younger people as well, but it's your sleep is messed up. But you can't, what you can't do is the next day you can't bounce back quicker. And it just, you know, before you, know, you could deal with a hangover when you're younger, you can deal with feeling terrible. And um, but when it's menopausal, you don't bounce back. It's kind of a two day thing. Your mood is hugely affected by it. And you just feel terrible within your body. You know, you're really affected by it until you kind of get it out of you. And, you know, and it's it's also I think, you know, things like the lifestyle thing having people to be able to talk about mm. this with is massive and I you know I mean I will say to friends do you think you're you know do you think there's a menopause that you're telling you know you're saying oh this that and the others happened today I'm you know didn't deal with it brilliantly or I felt a bit low yesterday or I've just got this really weird itchy skin kind of thing all these are things I go do you think it's menopause they look at me slightly horrified <laughs> why would you say that yeah like, well, because it might be, it might not be, it might be something else, it might be something to do with your thyroid or you know, something else, or it might just be it that happened that month or, you know, whatever. But, you know, and it's this whole thing of, well, my periods haven't stopped. So how can I be going through the menopause? I think, well, and that's another myth that even if your periods haven't stopped, you can still be experiencing these, um, you know, these symptoms. It's not, it doesn't only happen when everything in your body, you know, female wise stops mm. you know that's the other thing so it is a it's a whole thing it's not just one thing it's a whole thing that you're experiencing and that you can do these things to help it and it will make it but it will make it better no matter what but it's just that kind of mindset of wanting to do it knowing why to do it and understanding why doing it will help hugely yeah I think that as well like I suppose mindset is a, is a huge one when it comes to mm. menopause because you you know it's it, it, it's all driven by hormones so it's nothing that you know a lot of the time like there's nothing we can physically do about these symptoms driven by the hormones but yeah. I mean I think like I suppose there's maybe a bit of a some people think oh you know, if I just don't think about it, it won't happen type thing. I, I think you really need to say to yourself, you know, if I have a female reproductive system, it's coming. So let's get that out the road. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Um, and it's just really like preparing yourself and getting 
armed with the knowledge that mm. you know potentially this this could happen potentially it might you know it might not you might not feel the symptoms as severely but in terms of building yourself a strong a mindset that you can if mm. every single yeah. like horrific symptom is hurled at you is going to be so so important so again mm. you know specifically with what I do with diet and exercise to help people it's two of the biggest things that can really impact your mood and your mindset and sort of yeah. laying the foundations for a healthier lifestyle yeah, um, yeah no and, and it's you know it's it's a funny thing mindset motivation that's something that I find so many people, they, you know, they compare themselves to mm. others. They go, oh, but she's so motivated. Oh God, you, you, you know, she gets up off the sofa and does this. She's so busy and, you know, and she can do it. And why can't I? And I think I always say, you are you. Yeah. You do you. And if you don't want to do that, don't worry about it. Because whoever you're comparing yourself to, they're dealing with something else and it may not look it, but it's whatever you want to do. If you don't want to do something, you know, if you don't want to work out that day, don't worry about it. The world is not going to end. Just, you know, if you don't want to do a proper exercise, then think, well, if I just walk around the block and got yeah. outside, that's one thing that you've done. But then that can all, it's all these little things that could lead on to something because you think, oh, well, actually that made me feel great, which then makes you want to eat something nice because you did that to make yourself feel better. Mm. And then oh, I don't, I don't want to then you know, feel a little bit awful again later. It's that kind of the knock on effect of the mindset, the so-called motivation. It's, it's a, it can be quite a negative word because it becomes for some people, it's hard to deal with, but I think, you know, training yourself and with everything that's being put in you know into this kind of um the way you can help yourself if you add those into your life that becomes a little bit easier because you're you've got more clarity your mood isn't as low because you're nourishing your body you're doing things for your body and your mind that are only positive so all these little changes, that's what I kind of say to people, if you have these little changes in your life, it will lead to something and it will take time as well. It's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, you will probably feel a lot better. I mean, you have to think in your normal life, if you've, eat, if you've, you, you've had a, you know, a really kind of productive day or you've eaten well one day or you've moved or you've slept well, the next day, you feel a hundred times better. Mm. And so just those tiny little changes can change for you for the better and help you as well. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, just the wee mini non-negotiables. So the mini yeah. non-negotiables for the day. And it's, you know, particularly when I start working with someone, they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, you know, I've had a terrible week. I've, you know, I've skipped my workouts. I've, eating a packet of crisps, I yeah. went to McDonald's and, you know, we strip it back and I'll say, but did you drink, you know, a litre of water, two litres of water a day? Well, yeah. You know, did you hit the step count that we've set? Yeah. Did you eat more vegetables this week than you did the week before? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a good week. That mm. is like, you are yeah. improving. So it's, I, I'm a big fan of that because it's small, wee, tiny things that you can set each day. Yeah. 
that are positive for your health that don't yeah. take that much effort and no. things like I know you touched on there about you know getting outside a walk so even if you don't enjoy exercise just get out the door like walk around because yeah. one the health benefits but two the the mental benefits as well and it really helps to yeah, yeah just clear your mind and mm. and make you feel yeah. things better yeah, I know I have, I kind of, I have non-negotiables to kind of, um, to do each day, but it's to the, to how you can do them. So like the liter or the two liters of water. So you think, okay, well, if you just do one liter and then you could always say, well, that's actually quite easy. But then you say one liter of water, but then I had a couple of cups of tea. So you think, well, that, that is a little bit more liquid. Okay. It's not water, but it is liquid. Yep. And, you know, then when you spin it to that way round, it's much easier for people to take on than it is saying, right, this is how you do it. And this is going to be, you will eat you know, this exact meal at lunchtime. This is, I mean, it's just like, no, because the minute you haven't got that ingredient, you're going to be like, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, we've all done it where we've, the diet plans, whereas with, uh, you know the way I work I kind of am coaching people to rethink that you know oh well okay if I if I achieve that or I can you know like your vegetable thing is great add one more vegetable into your life mm. this week you yeah. know if it's if that's gonna if a daily thing is going to be a problem then you say right well you one more vegetable in per week or one piece of fruit per week or your step count don't do it at 10,000. That sounds like a hell of a lot of steps. Yeah. Start off at 2,000. You know, I think everybody may be able to achieve 2,000 steps, depending on how they are in life and whether they're mobile. But, you know, it's that kind of thing. And thinking while you're at work, well, you know, or rather than driving to the shop, could do you have a shop close enough by that you could actually walk to mm. and go and buy it from there? And you, little things like that, just sh shifting the way that you your habits are of how you do everything each day mm -hmm. and thinking, well, can I that could be the thing that changes and achieving that. It's huge. You know, people yeah. think, oh, my God, I've, I've been able to do that. But you're so you're changing the narrative. I had a Mackey D's. Well, no, but you did that in, as well. Yeah. So you actually and also it's not so bad. <laughs> exactly. And this is going to yeah. kill you. I mean, well, this is the thing. I mean, I suppose like a podcast on habits is a, is another topic in itself, but yeah. it's because it's so it's it's such a big topic, and there's so many, you mm. know, so many things that you can discuss about it. Yeah. But it's yeah, I think like that. What you're saying is when, like, what you said about there, you know, when you spin it round. For a lot of people, that is what they we're taught and we're sort of conditioned to hone yeah. in or focus on that one negative or perceived yeah. negative, if you like, um, and that we forget about, oh, well, yeah, actually I did, I, you know, I done that and, uh, you know, I've improved here. So it's, yeah, reframing yeah. it a bit is probably a really yeah. good way to go. Mm, and no there's, so if, obviously, I mean, people listening may or may not have heard about HRT, but if it's something that you, so menopause, perimenopause, if it's something that you are worried about or, you know, starting to think, you know, maybe this is what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, when would you think is a good time for someone to go and see their GP, you know, potentially inquire about HRT um, and find out a bit more about it? 
Yeah, if you're having, I would say, if you have realized you're having symptoms, mm -hmm. then, um, and ways to, to, yeah, if you realize you're having the symptoms and it's coming on your radar, there are apps that you can download that you can track your symptoms. Yeah. Um, because especially if you're around the 40, 41, 42, well, sub, well, below 45. Yeah. You need to go into your doctor with evidence because I went in at 43, was told by the doctor, you're too young. Mm. No, I was, there. Were, you know, I had a, a few things. So I was like, this isn't, this isn't great. It's kind of, you know, it wasn't, ruining my life but it wasn't great yeah and um and so having that evidence with you so there's one app called the balance app mm. yes. and you can literally every single day and you don't have to remember it reminds you and so it says mm -hmm. have you logged your symptoms today it has all the symptoms listed on it and so if you do that and you can take that into your gp and you can say this is what i've been experiencing then also it allows you to log the severity of it as well. So if it's mild or if it's okay, you could deal with it or it's you know severe and in between, mm -hmm. then you can log that. So your GP can actually see um, what's happening and also arm them with the information you're coming in for that reason. And maybe have a phone consultation. I did that, I, you know, I just to not waste my time really and waste the GP's time. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the girl on the desk, I said, look, it's for, it's about HRT. She said, would you like a phone consultation beforehand? Yes. I spoke to her about it. I was like, great. Okay. She, you know, and I, and, um, and then I went, and this was after I'd been told I was too young. So it was kind of um, later on. And then my next appointment, she knew she had all her notes up. She knew I'm coming in to talk about HRT. I want to take it. She looked at it. The other thing to know that stops quite a lot of people is you can take HRT before your periods stop. Mm, you good. don't have to wait until your period stops. It used to be that case quite a long time ago. Now it's not. Um, another fear thing is um, the link to breast cancer. Um, that has been debunked. There's, if you have a history in your family of breast cancer, that the GP will be wary, but they will take that into account. So that you, you know, if you know that, go with that information. But really, with HRT, there isn't a lot to be scared of. But some women, it works brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Some women, it doesn't. Some women, it takes time for it to come into effect, and it is not. Also, it's not a magic pill. Mm. So I do take it, um, and. My symptoms, they haven't gone away. It's almost like they're just kind of bubbling along. You know, so yeah. I still wake in the night, but what the thing that I've changed, I've seen change is that I fall straight back to sleep. Mm. I used to literally lie there, you know, almost thinking about things, or I'd have to read to go back to sleep. Now I wake up and I go back to sleep straight away. So that's one thing that's improved with me. I don't get the hot flushes as much but I will get some occasionally it's just it kind of it's just regulating your hormones and your hormones it will take time some women it is over literally overnight but some not and then some it makes them feel weird so you know the there are differences in all of us whether we can so you know t they say kind of 
allow three months to see any changes. Um, so also don't, you know, don't feel bad if you, if HRT doesn't work for you, go back to your doctor because also the way that it's administered is another, so for some women, there's a gel, there's a patch, there's a spray, and there is a tablet. The tablet's not really, um, in the UK, we don't really use the tablet, but so there are three different ways to take it. So one way may work for you and one way may not. And the dosage is also, so it's very much, it's a game to play. And you could sometimes, it can work for you. And then all of a sudden you start having symptoms. So your dosage needs to be looked at. So it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a complicated thing. I am not an expert in HRT. It's just things that I've researched that I know the basic things to tell women but it's their GP and also make sure your GP knows about it because unfortunately GPs and it's nothing against them. They weren't taught it. Yeah. They weren't taught anything about them. And they were, I think they were given like an hour in their whole training for the, um, the menopause. It was part of the hormone course, which wasn't really, it wasn't really a definitive thing. So, and you can find out on the British menopause society website and the NHS website of doctors that are that know about and who have trained on the menopause mm. within your area so and even if you go to your doctor you can say could you let me know if you don't then maybe you could tell me another doctor's practice and um you don't have to go private it's not you know it's if you go private sometimes it's easier to get the hrt treatment because it there's been um there's been a lack of of the gels um in the uk it's just supply and demand um and so it is easier on, in the private world to get it but still you can still get it in the nhs and they mm. may give you a different way of administering it because the gel isn't available at that time so you might be given the pack or you might be given a spray you know so yeah. but stick at it don't maybe go with a friend as well because mm. if you go together you know, you have more gravitas. Unfortunately, this is the way it's happening, that some women are just being fobbed off with things like antidepressants. And antidepressants can work, but they're not helping the other symptoms. Yes. So, you know, it's it's finding a real fine line with this and really knowing knowing what you're going through before you walk into that doctor's surgery yeah. is my biggest um, piece of advice. Yeah, no, it is. It's helpful because it's one of those things, yeah, like, I mean, like we've said, you know, that, that it can just make you feel as if slowly, you know, you're going insane. So yeah. the fact that you, there is more being spoken about now, the fact that you can go in armed with the fact that, you know, these are potential symptoms. Mm. And again, like we said, you know, take, take control of what you can. So yeah. through looking after yourself, but also through visiting the doctor through not taking no for an answer through yeah. potential access to HRT no matter what way that is but just keep at it because this is your life and you've got so much life still to live well, that, yeah um, that's the thing if you think it's you know from 40 people are living till 90 you've got 50 uh -huh. more years of this you know it's uh -huh. it's half of your life you've still got a big old chunk of your life after this yeah. that you don't want to be living it I'm not wasting it but you know it's it's it is a real waste of women's lives that they haven't been taught this and it's not in, it's not part of school education either it's yeah it's amazing 
Yeah. Biology does not teach you about the menopause, really. No, I think, to be honest, like it's, you know, I think the education system in general is needing a complete overhaul with, to be more up to date with what's going on, you yeah. know, for, for a number of things. Yeah, for doctors not being able to, not knowing about this is yeah. quite an amazing thing, but yeah. it's nothing to do with them. It's just how the education hasn't changed with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, it's. Same. Up to us then. You keep shouting until the until the warriors. <laughs> oh, um, and Nina, how can people work with you? Where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, the Menopause Health Coach. My website is um, themenopausehealthcoach.co.uk. Um, at the moment, I'm doing free discovery calls, 30 minute calls where people can um, book to speak to me and it's totally free and you can ask all the questions you like and we can look at your, I send out a health questionnaire so I know what I'm dealing with, with people and um, yeah, so they're the two main places. I'm also on Facebook, the Menopause Health Coach, so type that in, you'll find, you'll find me there, so yeah. Yeah. No, th- listen, and thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for asking me. It's great. No, I it's, love talking it's about been it. Lovely. Um, and if you are, if this, if you've stumbled across this podcast and you are starting to think, mm, you know, I'm getting to that sort of age, or I've been feeling this way, then absolutely get in touch with Nina. See if there's, you know, I'm quite happy that I'm quite sure that she'll be happy to answer questions and things like that for you as well. That's great. Yeah, no, I look forward to helping and hearing pe- from people. And, um, and yeah, what Lindsay's doing is also amazing on the fitness side. And your feed is brilliant. You know, it's, it, kind of, <laughs> it, it makes it look, it makes it feel easy to kind of get involved in. That's uh-huh. the nice thing about it. I think that's what needs to be. This, you know, women are always a little bit afraid of yeah. doing the weights and afraid of the the nutrition side of it but it doesn't need to be scary none of this needs to be scary at any age definitely we're all in it together <laughs> stick together oh, yeah definitely right nina thank you so much for coming on it's a pleasure and i shall speak to you soon yes definitely <laughs>